When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. It's time to cast off on a new adventure. This is Real Adventures with Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Hadgood. Hello and welcome to Real Adventures. Patrick Dangerfield here alongside Aaron Hapgood, one of Victoria's most prominent anglers. Good morning, Redmond. Good morning, Patrick. I'm a little bit more excited than usual this morning. We are excited. Um, Today's episode is all about packing for our next big adventure. We're a couple of weeks away or a week away from heading up north to Cairns. We've spent the last sort of month... Uh, organising two separate boats that we're having sent up to Cairns just sort of saves us six days of driving with a two-and-a-half-ton. Six and a days, one, <laughs> literally. And a, yeah. a one-ton boat yeah. going up north. But uh, we're heading up to Cairns, aren't we? We are heading up to Cairns, and we're doing a little bit of filming for Mobile Living Made Easy, which is going to be um, televised over... Great sponsors of Real Adventures. They've been great for us over the last few years, haven't they, Pat? But we're heading up there, and we're going to have a really good time starting. We're flying into Cairns, Pat, am I correct? Flying into Cairns, then we're doing a little bit of barra fishing. So we're going out to a... Uh, Coppolo Dam, yep. um, which very few people get access to. There's a few electric boats there. They're going to take us out. Apparently, the water clarity is gin clear. So, I've, I'm going to catch my and first fish. Hopefully, first <laughs> first fish. And hopefully, uh, you'll catch your first barra, which is exciting. And then I've given you a bit of a mission, haven't I? You because have. normally when you go to places, you sort of have a bit of an understanding of what they're like. Now, where fishing cans, but we're going to go chase some blue water species, but both of you and I haven't fished actually offshore there before, so we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants, you're organising that literally as we speak. We are, we so, are organising, we've got the boats, that's the thing, we've got the boats up there which is good, so you and I are going to be heading out, depending on the conditions and what we actually end up doing, whether we're going to take the uh, north, the big north bank or the stabby, which we'll talk about in a minute, but can you, up there Pat, like the fishing I'm not saying it's. I'm not going to jinx myself here and say it's that easy, but we are going to be sport for choice, aren't we? We are, and this time of the year, obviously, um, end of October, start of November, it's that juvenile black marlin run. So yep. you don't have to head, you know, thousands of kilometres offshore. Well, you might not, but I might you know, be heading to the uh, big black marlin grounds. Uh, that's when they. I'm not going out. <laughs> no, you don't have to spend. You know, don't have to head off. You know, and outside the reef. So there's a juvenile black marlin run. Obviously, the pelagic species up there are sensational. So um, we're rather excited about it. The two rigs we've got going, Redmond, we've got the Stady 1550, yep. so both you and I are very familiar with, running the 75 Merc off the back, Sea uh, Star Jack Plate, and that'll basically be used for our more our inshore sort of fishing, won't it? We're going to bit of casting as well because it's obviously got the walkthrough um, in the front there. You can open up the window and. That's the window, you'd call it, wouldn't you? Oh, it is. Yep. It's the window. You open it up and walk through and you've got casting range. So we can fish yourself, myself, and your old man as well. So the 1550 is going to be our little our little 
um, little, what could you call it? A little. Well, it's not. Well, I suppose they are. Some of them are estuaries, but chasing bar in inshore is what we're going to basically use for. And anywhere we have to launch off the beach. So another place yes, we're going to visit beach launching. is South Mission Beach, and we'll do a bit of beach launching there as well. But just to give um, everyone a bit of an idea on the on the the new North Bank that we'll be rolling with, it's the seven fifty hard top. It's, it's got a small engine on it, I think. Loaded too. with a three fifty Merc Verado. And the boys were doing some some sea testing with it last week at Christie's Beach Marine. And it hit with with the wrong prop size. I think it was forty four knots. Yeah, right. So, so it's moving along. That's so eighty Ks on water. We're pretty pretty happy with that. We've obviously got all Garmin equipment, sixteen inch unit, one kilowatt through hull transducer, got the radio, fusion stereos, all that sort of thing. So electric toilet, which is important for the girls because car is coming up, obviously, a beautiful fiancé. That is a great thing we've got as well. With um, It's going to be family orientated as well. So yeah, you and I, it's, think- it's not just about – the concept is not just going boys doing their thing and yep. then girls doing their thing. It's trying to incorporate when you're heading north with your family – doing activities that everyone can engage in and fishing that everyone can engage in because that's one of the big challenges, I think, when, when families head away. The boys tend to go off and do their thing. Well, and then- it says on the paper in front of me that they're going to Hartley's Crocodile Adventures so we're not actually fishing for crocs because <laughs> I thought that's what we are doing. We're spearing them. Spearing them. Yep, okay. Yep, yep. We're going to get in trouble. Harpooning. That. But that's some of the things we are doing. Crocodile Adventures, Skull Rail, Rainforest, KY. There's so much stuff we're going to be doing up there. Um, it's going to be a three-episode series, am I correct, Pat? No, no, I think it's longer than that. A bit longer. Yeah. What is it? So we're we're a part of the whole process. Yep. So we'll we'll be involved in a couple of episodes and then the whole mobile living series um it's spread right throughout Australia. So there's a few different people there as well. So we're excited for that. The boats are all set up. The they're obviously being shipped up there. It takes about five days, five, six days to get there, I think. So um, It's a long way. It's literally from um, the bottom of the to the top nearly isn't it so it's better putting them on the trucks for us to fly up to where they are we don't have to tell it obviously time consuming yep. but something we did have to organise um, and this is a probably the, one of the most important aspects to us travelling up there is uh, for the fishing side it's the fishing gear pat and people struggle to organise this to get it up there uh, I, well, we had this problem we had to, to talk to people who we knew had fished the areas yep. actually having the equipment for what we're chasing um, and that's the species of fish so some of the species of fish we're looking at is um, GTs Spanish mackerel Spanish mackerel coral trout um, exactly like just queenies everything possible up there So it's and it's a, a great fishery but it, it's not like you, you don't just go out and all of a sudden fish anywhere and you catch anything nah. so you've still got to put your research in got to know especially barra fishing so I don't know how many lures we're taking up. I think it's well in excess of a couple of hundred. Well, we've been lucky enough. JM Gillies has sorted you out um, with some awesome gear and um, Froggy's Offshore. We've got some awesome gear coming from them too. So between the both of us, we shouldn't, there's probably going to be no lures left in the country. We shouldn't be, uh, yeah, we shouldn't lack any lures, which is good to see. So, And I think there's about 69 rods going up. Yep, I reckon it's close <laughs> to that. I reckon it's close. Jeez, I hope the truck doesn't crash on its way up because there's about... It was a few thousand bucks worth of rods and reels, let's be honest. <laughs> and reels. So, no, it's very exciting. I'm, I'm pumped about it. And we'll be obviously broadcasting next week and the week after from Cairns. So, we'll sort of give our own live updates on how it's all happening. So, that part's exciting. Now, Redmond, your week in fishing. Um, the weather's all started to warm up, which has been terrific to see. Um, the snapper in Port Phillip Bay, we're starting to see them really warm up. And we're seeing a lot more people hitting boat ramps, which is which is fair because the weather's obviously warmer and people are dusting off the old craft, but 
It's been a bit busy on the waterways. Well, it's unfortunate. I've just got back from Byron Bay and now I'm about to head to Cairns, so it's been a bit... Uh, <laughs> I've been a bit lucky this time around, but um, I didn't get to fish the whole week, obviously, because I was away. Back-ended. But we, um, the fishing is seriously starting to heat up, Pat, like you said. Western Port Snapper is... They're, they're well and truly pretty much on the go now. You can go out and you've got a very good chance of getting some seriously big fish. Uh, Craig, during the week, uh, Salt Guide co-owner with me, he got a 9.2 kilo um, snapper during the week, Pat. And you should have seen, he was uh, he rang me and he goes to me, um, what are you doing? I said, oh, just at home, what are you doing? He goes, I'm fishing. Gwaine just gave me a mark to try. He goes, this tide of the channel, we get a, could get a big fish. He goes, hold on a sec, I'll FaceTime you. And he pulls out the FaceTime and has it on the rod, and the rod just screams off out of his hand, out of the <laughs> rod holder. And he called it, he'd just landed a nice gummy, and he thought it was another gummy. Then it started playing up a bit more, and he got it up to the boat. Now, here's a little tip for you. He was fishing by himself, and he didn't have his net ready, Pat. Like, that's, you need to have your net ready. And you think the, the guy that comes out fishing with Gwaine and myself, who cameramans for Salt Guide every day of his life, would have his, have his net ready. And he was fortunate enough that the fish ended up playing um, into his hands, and he landed a nine, over nine kilo fish, ninety centimeter snapper. Great size so snapper. That's early. It was early season. Like I said, that was just over or just under a week ago. But it is starting to get better. Whiting as well in Western Port have been great. That is, um, yeah, they're only going to get better, Pat, as well as the temperature kicks in. Uh, Port Phillip Bay. Now I spoke about the whiting up at the Saint Leonard's region have been really, really small. I found a patch of fish uh, last week before I went, and that was some really nice King George whiting. Um, and this week, it continued. There's some good King George whiting around, but the squid as well. You can't beat the big calamari this time of the year. Fishing around that Queenscliff area, Lonsdale Bite, red hot for uh, big, big calamari, three kilo models um, on the regular too. There's quite a few of them. Uh, Port Phillip Bay snapper, a little bit behind. Um, I believe it's to do with the moon cycles. We were at... Um just prior to you leaving to head up to, to Byron, and we were in Cariah Bay. We took George for a bit of a spin. Um, and we the sound was lighting up every yeah. time we went past some really big big ships. Um, harder to catch this time of year. When will they start to, to warm up and be easier to catch? It's the matter of weeks, like yep. days. Like Port Phillip Bay, they say, what are we now? We're nearly November, so like it's um, it's it's about to kick off. I like to say Melbourne Cup weekend is the traditional start of snapper season. I think, and I write this in my report each week on Soul Guy for the last few weeks, don't get carried away by the pictures you see on social media on Port Foot Bay Snapper reports, this and that. Don't don't get carried away because you're only seeing the fish people are catching. Now, I'm going to say this in bad mouth myself. You only see what I want you to see. If I want you to see a fish I've caught, then you'll see it. If I don't want you to see a fish I've caught, you won't see it. If I don't catch a fish, you're not seeing the hard yards that people are actually putting into catching these fish. What you need to watch, if you are... Facebook's a great way, Pat. I hate to say it. It is a great way to know if people are catching fish. Um, a good way to do is follow charter boats, um, not on the water, but their social media pages, because you'll start <laughs> or seeing... Or on the water. That's or on the water. Of, you that's might one of the things that you really <laughs> enjoy. Kill, they'll kill me there. <laughs> but what I'm trying to well, say... it does is, happen. It, well, it does happen. They wait for it. The bloody ramps on people. But <laughs> if you follow charter boats, the, the reason you're going to... I say charter boats is they're advertising for business. So once you start to see the big captures of fish, that's when the season is well and truly about to kick off. Yep. Not one charter boat gets one good night, and in the next two days you don't hear from them again on social media. It's it's just how it works. They will they're trying to pump up their show, so they need to catch fish. So make sure that you watch those sorts of things. Don't look at 
random posts on Port Phillip Bay pages, which has 20,000 people on it, and only one of those person that weekend caught fish. So just a little tip. It's about to happen. Don't get too carried away. The fish are in the bay. It's a matter of the temperature hitting that right degree that they want to feed, and the consistency won't um, be very far behind it whatsoever. But something that did happen during the week, oh I'm not sure. I sent you a photo. I'm going to get it up now. Is the old, uh, um, you don't eat something that's bigger than your head? You're uh, alluding to the uh, the flathead that had eaten this. I think it was Trapman Bermagui, and you can Trapman Bermagui their Facebook page, and you can follow our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show, as well as Twitter and Instagram to join in the conversation or send in any funny photos you got. But that would have been a well well over a metre flathead. <laughs> it's a big flathead, and it said, had a tack at a thirty centimetre, or probably bigger. <laughs> it's a big brim that's stuck in its mouth, and they said both the fish have been dead for a while. They're on the bank, but I don't know if you now. I'm, I'm tipping the. They're trying to make out here that the fish has eaten that and it's died. But whenever you get flathead and you put him in a bucket, say with whiting, and you go to take him out later in the day, a lot of the time your fish has been somehow in the flathead's mouth. Really? I'm not talking once off. I don't know what happens in that tank. I've never watched it, but nearly, I guarantee you, every time I go out, if I get half a dozen flatties and, say, 30, 40 whiting, that half those flatties will have whiting in their mouth. So I don't know what happens there if they're just, if they all of a sudden it gets, because usually the live bait tank's running. Do the fish get pushed into the mouth? They're spinning around yeah, a bit. Yeah, I, yep. I don't know how it works, but I'm tipping that didn't happen in a river, so <laughs> don't eat more than, you're bigger than your head, Pat. Don't eat bigger than your head. Well, you couldn't. Your head's bigger. Don't enough. eat more than you can chew. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the show. This is Real Adventures. There's plenty more after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for the Social Club. If you've got a question you'd like us to answer, Make sure you send it in to us, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show. Redmond, first okay. question comes from Jeff. What snapper weights do you use in Port Phillip Bay? Really good question because we are about to kick in snapper gear in Port Phillip Bay. Um, I tr- try not to use them as much as you can. Let's get unweighted as much as possible. See, most people would use them um, but wouldn't necessarily use the... Um, the rod racks and the snapper, the snapper racks that you set up. Yep. That can be the difference between it being easy to use and or incredibly difficult. Exactly. So setting your baits out is really important. And what I mean by that is we spoke on uh, previous shows. and You can check out all our shows on iTunes, podcast, Real Adventures show. Um, snapper racks, really important snapper fishing in Port Phillip Bay. You rock up into New South Wales, some of those people in there go, what are the hell are those on the back of your boat? They're snapper racks. I've never heard of them before. They are pretty a Victorian thing, but we lay our rods out in the back of the boat, and they spread your your they spread your spread out evenly and nicely. So if I'm fishing in say ten to fifteen meters of water, I'll have three baits unweighted and three with a size one pea sinker. I don't like weights. At very, if I can avoid the weight, I won't have it at all. So as light as possible. So a snelled rig with a pilchard. Head always pointing down, so your bottom hook through the bottom of the head, top one through towards or up the tail end, and half hitch it on. And try, I don't, like I said, if you're fishing a bit deeper, you probably need to have maybe all six with weights. If you're fishing a little bit more tidal area, so down at Mount Martha, you might have them all with size one pea sinkers. But let, if you can hold the bottom, whatever you can, and as light as you can, is the key. 
So taking the weight out of the water. But if you are running snapper snatches, so a couple of rods, you know, the tuna arms we spoke about, yep. pop them in the side of the boat. And I like to have two snapper snatches out of the side of the boat. And they've got a four ounce. Not only you've got a chance of catching a snapper on them too, but a gummy or even a... um. A flathead as well. You can get a nice feed of flathead while you're fishing too. So that's what the weight I use for snapper fishing. Next question. Hoda, how do I rig a baited squid jig? Uh, so baited squid jigs, it's a really good question. How I like to rig them. Uh, this time of the year is really important because we're chasing big calamari and to get those big, big ones, the baited jig works extremely well. Now, the baited jig, what we mean by this is it's not your traditional squid jig. It's a squid jig spike. So it's a metal spike with prongs at the end of the squid jig. Now, how I rig these... Work um, really effectively offshore. And work really well offshore because I get a lot of squid offshore too and run them on a sinker. I do run these on a sinker in the bay a lot of the time too. And as a teaser, you could call it as well. I like to run a teaser too. But how I rig them is you got the prongs pointing like on the down and then the top of the spike up the top with the fish head pointing towards the sky. So it goes near its butt first, so up near its bum, near the anal fin, yep. comes up and comes out the mouth of your Tommy Ruff or your silver whiting. Then what I do, this is the bit you need to listen to, I run a slightly bigger snap swivel. Now what I do with that snap swivel is I actually run that through the lip of the fish, then through the eye of the um, prong, the the um, baited jig, it's the way to jig spike itself through that through the eye of that yep. and then through the other side of the mouth of the tommy ruff and i snap it shut and then i tie my leader to the swivel on the um snaps on the end of the snap swivel what that does it keeps the mouth closed it also keeps the um the bait in position so what happens a lot of the time is your actual bait will slide up and end up on the main line this doesn't let it happen so i'll say it one more time through the anal fin, up through the mouth, I snap swivel the lip first through the so bottom lip, straight through the eye of the um the prong, then or through the um the metal jig, yep. and then through the other side of the lip, and I shut it, then tie it to your leader, and that there will keep your squid bait perfectly in condition and won't fall up the line of your leader and get ripped off by calamari. Angie Blackman to finish us off for the social club, can you explain the barometer? What? Yeah, I'll I'll talk about. Um, what impact, sorry, what impact it has on fishing. Yeah, so basically what the barometer is, it's your pressure, air pressure. Um, just quickly before we run out of time, how our barometer works is it's not necessarily to do with how hot the day is. It does have a part of it, but how I like to read it is the traditionally is by the wind. Our wind sort of dictates our weather, which dictates our barometer. So it all links in together. So on a southwest wind, a lot of the time our barometer is coming up. That's when our barometer comes up. Southeast wind... A lot of it's coming down. Northerly wind can be stable or going down. Yep. So I like to fish snapper on a southwesterly wind. That means the barometer is about to come up. But in saying that, I'm not too fussed on a dropping or a rising barometer. As long as it's moving and it's not sitting at one spot, I find I catch fish. My favorite time to catch fish is when a storm's happening. And what I mean by that is... Usually, the barometer just goes vroom, and drops. Yep. So it's up at 125, 1025, sorry, and drops down to under to 1,000 very fast. And that's when I find the best snapper fishing in Port Phillip, Bay, Port Phillip Bay is. And a lot of the time, it's quite calm water because it's a calm before the storm. Yep. Be smart, check your guides, and, and only fish to whatever you can do. But that there's a very good time to fish. But a rising barometer and a dropping barometer, I believe they fish the same. 
just I just don't like steady, whether it's high or low. I don't like it. So up and down, as long as it's got a bit of a bit the of movement. movement on the road, and then we're um we can good chance of catching a fish. That wraps up the social club. If you've got a question for Aaron or myself, majority of the time it's always you, Redmond. Yeah, they it's make it right. hard sometimes. Well, it's for good, <laughs> good reason. You are the expert. We need you here for some reason. Uh, send in your questions to us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show. It's time to take a break. This is Real Adventures. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Welcome back to Real Adventures. It's time for All Aboard for Dometic. Whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. Our special guest this morning, Redmond, we've had him on before, is two-time Premiership halfback, Bashar Hooli. Good morning, Bash. Morning, boys. How you been? Well, not quite as good as you after just a <laughs> second grand final. And, you know, I'm going to throw you under the bus. We were talking off air. You said you are a bit tired. I didn't have a huge amount of... Uh, I wasn't pitting you too much after winning a second granny, but you've actually been away camping, Bashar. I have. I have. I'm actually in the middle of that. Cleaning the trees, rooftops, my quads, um, and you name it. So uh, it was very tiring. Sometimes, you know, I mean, camping troops should be nice and relaxing but for me it was actually uh, it was non-stop but for me I, I think it's more just getting away from reception get away from the uh, the business of Melbourne so I had a really good time but I'm in the, in the process of cleaning everything which isn't pleasant well, it, way. it is trade week bash and you obviously don't know what's going on there you're obviously not getting traded anytime soon <laughs> the month that you know hopefully not I haven't, I haven't heard anything yet so uh, I'll probably not I mean uh, you know, obviously just recently just signed as well, so probably not. I mean, who knows? But the problem is the way trade trade system works. You know, it could be just uh, something around the corner, but who knows? Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be right, Bash. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a, there's room for a uh, all Australian halfbackman in a premiership winning team. I think you'll survive, Basher. <laughs> <laughs> just if, for another year. If right? not, I know a bloke down at the Cats that could probably sort you out. As yeah, a look. You know, <laughs> we'll, you'll we'll, fit in right down there. We'll, we'll find a spot. I think we just might be able to do it. As long as I'm, as long as I'm around the water somewhere, boys, I'm not too fast. <laughs> now, Bash, you've been doing a little bit of work with uh, Vic Fisheries of late. We've seen it all over social media. And you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventure Show for those uh, listening. Talk us through how you got involved in that, Basher. It's obviously something that you're really passionate about, um, engaging young people and getting them into fishing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fishing fishing is, is for everyone, with regards to your male or female, um, or what ability you have or disability. It's it's for everyone. And uh, the great thing about it is, um, you know, it's, it's easy. It's pretty easy. I've, I've taken a few little um, tutorials or real basic ones, that is, through a lot of the help of the uh, fisheries office. But um, it, it's great. The, the, the actual the hobby itself is growing, but we want to continue to grow it. I mean, there's something out there called the Target 1 million. Um, so um, we know a lot of people out there are fishing these days without a license, and I think that's probably uh, not, not the best thing to do, um, providing, you know, um, you know, you want to have fun, uh, just purchase a license, Play by the books. I think you, you know, save you from looking around every time you're fishing. To be quite honest, but um, yeah, it's just a, it's it's something that everyone can enjoy, um, whether it's on a pier or a boat as well. So, yeah, really passionate about. I mean, I've got a lot of passion for fishing, and uh, for me to to, to uh, promote it as well is is also something um, I'm very passionate about. Now, as your kids get older, are they spending more or less time on the boat, or any time no, at all? Time. More time, Pat, to be honest. I just, uh, I've got young Sarah, she's five and a half. Um, 
and uh, yeah, young Miriam, she's two, but she's a little bit young. But Sarah's uh, she's only been out for for Calamari, which uh, it's, uh, can be get, can get boring a little bit if you're not catching as much. But the good thing is you take the good old iPad or the iPhone with them, and in between breaks, you know they can um, they yeah. can you know keep themselves busy. But she enjoys it um, as long as it's not longer than two or three hours. So um, yeah, I mean I haven't got no boy yet, so. Uh, the girls are, are, are right into it, particularly the other one. My wife, I'm trying to get into it, but she's just, she can't can't handle the uh, the, uh, the the waters, to be quite honest. So <laughs> hopefully, it can be something a family a group activity we can do moving forward. Basha, work's done for the year. You got your job done properly. You won the premiership, Pat. I'm not sure if you knew that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> summer's coming. I know how much you. Fish out, or love fishing out of that Altona region for the snapper. We're only a couple of weeks mm. now for it really kicking off. Are you going to spend a fair bit of time chasing the red-coloured fish? Oh, I am. I am. I'm really looking forward. I'm all geared up, ready to go. I've got the soft plastics ready. I know what I typically do throughout November, uh, sorry, October, late September. Um, but I was a little bit, obviously, busy, busy in September, so I couldn't get the opportunity to fish much. Get but, stuffed, Basha. Uh, Stop bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to stay as humble as possible. But, uh, <laughs> Yes, we know uh, you were 27 <laughs> touches off a half bag flank. Yes, we know uh, you. Someone sounds like you're jealous around here. Smith. Okay, Basher. <laughs> we get it, Alan. Someone sounds jealous. Can we, is there any chance we can get rid of Dustin for, for a year? Is it oh, just for one grand final? He's costing two Norm Smiths. Oh, the first man, one, though, I'm giving it to Basher. He got ripped off that first yeah. one. The second one, Dustin, oh, was all right. But the first one. Past tense, boys. Even the now. Back, to, back but, um, to the snapper. <laughs> Take yeah, me back no, to the no, soft the plastics, Bash. Take me back to those if you mm. don't mind. Talk us about how you – everyone can go catch yep. it on a stinky old pilchard like myself. I'm not mm. a huge plastic <laughs> fisherman like Pat loves doing it. Um, where are you yep. going to target? How are you going to target them? Sunrise, sunset, how are you going to yep. do it? Yeah. Look, I'll be honest. I'm not, an, I'm not a really expert. I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no red here or Queen Blake or maybe even Paddy Dangerfield. I haven't really fished with you yet. So, I don't catch, um, so don't worry. Like playing <laughs> yourself a little bit down here. But um, like for me, it's just more so I like to go in the afternoon, maybe probably two hours, two or three hours before dark, um, and then fish up until dark. But anywhere around the reefs here in North Carolina, uh, Black Rock is a really, really good area um, in about you know six to eight, nine metres of water. Just anywhere is reef, to be quite honest. And if you've got a good sounder, you can pick them up on the sounder and then just flick into it. But yeah, my fav- my favourite plastics, and it's not rockers. I mean, probably is rocker science because um, some people don't even bloody try this colour. It's it's a camo, the camo jerk shad. It's really really good. So it typically it works really really well down Black Rock Altona Way. That and a nuclear chicken that go they really well. Is that because I don't see it coming? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's just I, I'm really, really faced with that color. Why just that color? And I'll be honest. I've tried many, many different colors and flavors, etc. But that that is that is the go-to. That what, is an absolute. What color is a camo? Now, it's like a greeny, um, greeny red, a green red. red color. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and um, you know, five inch. Typically, five inch would be really good for your good one to you know four or five kilo fish. Um, if you're targeting obviously the slightly bigger ones, then you go to the seven inch. But I think the five inch is really good because you can still land a six, seven kilo on the on the uh, on the smaller the smaller plastic. So um, yeah, I mean it's really good, nice light gear. Um, it saves you from anchoring, like I said, getting hands really, really dirty. Um, if for those who don't like the the real fishy smell um, or you know the the bait smell, so it's, it's good and you can cover a lot of ground. Which is great as well. Do you target them straight away with the with the soft plastics bash? Because one of the things that yeah. whenever Aaron and I have done it in in Port Phillip Bay, it's mm. always we've always struggled when we've just gone soft plastics 
except when yeah. we've sort of brought them in with the bait and burlied up and then soft plastic okay. cast for but them. Different, different style. So what Bash is doing, he's targeting that structure side of it. Yeah, so versus, hit, what, we versus what we're doing. We're more targeting, you probably say, yeah. Bash is getting a slightly smaller fish as well, that one to sort of yep. four kilo, where that's we're right. sort of hitting up that four to sort of six kilo range and anchoring up, and that's once we get them to fire mm-hmm. up. That's when we get them. Where yep. Bash, you're hitting up those nice reefs, reefs up at Altona and Black mm-hmm. Rock. So basically any shallow structure in the bay – you got it up. You got it yeah. very good up there, Bash. You just got to watch out for those sticks when you're driving around. That's right. And <laughs> like I said, there's a slightly different conversation that we've had uh, from, from the in the past, which uh, I think my conversation was after I, I whacked me boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I come off the first premiership, which I was up about, so up and about. Um, <laughs> now the the boat's still still there. It's still going. It's nice and repaired. It's, it's done a lot of uh, decent damage out in the water, but. Um, uh, not physically, but obviously it's uh, it's it's a good it's a good boat that I have, and I, I like getting around. I mean, it's um yeah, it's plenty for the bay. I mean, I, I am looking at this Bass Strait. Oh, I don't know if you're still with Eden. Are you Eden Craft player? I'm in no, Stabie Craft now, Bash. Stabie, yeah, Stabie's. Uh, um, I'm looking at this Bass Strait, so I hope I can get that built next Beautiful year. Beautiful boat, um, slightly bigger. In time for retirement, boys. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully start hitting the offshore, which would be which would be nice. But I've got the 17 foot. It's plenty, plenty for the boat. It's fully decked out, and yeah, no, I'll keep away from as many poles as possible. <laughs> you know what? After our conversation, uh, shortly after, they actually they put a light on it. So there you go. I've saved someone else's I'll, life. I would have sued them and told them you just replace <laughs> just replace the seventeen footer with a bass strap. We'll call it even. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. <laughs> hey, Bash, thanks so much for joining us on Real Adventures this morning. Congratulations on your second premiership, and Redmond, as you said. If there's a big game performer, it's Bash Hooley. You've been dominating in every one you've played in. So thanks for joining us this morning, enjoy Bash. The, enjoy the time off, Bash, and uh, catch a few fish. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bash Hooley, you're spot on. He's grand finals running off halfback. I think he had 28 in 17. He had 26 or 27 touches in this year's grand final. Provides him with so much run and dash and just one of the great men in footy. It's time for Red's Review. If you've got something that you'd like us to review here on Real Adventures, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventures show, as well as Twitter and Instagram. Just search Real Adventures. Anything you've got you find of interest, Redmond, we're happy to review it and put a bit of research into it, aren't we? Yeah, we love looking at uh, new products. Anything you love, what's coming out next in 2,094 BC, because uh, that's what you like to do. You just like looking at weird things. You know, BC is before, before Christ, Christ, so that yeah, doesn't that's make right. a huge amount of sense. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into pliers. One of the most important things to have on your boat, or really, if you you're into outdoors, it's just one of those things that you need to have. But compact fishing pliers, yep. really important. Um, Black Magic Tackle is what we're reviewing today. And we love Black Magic Tackle. Brilliant gaffs, but they do Gimbals. a huge amount more than just gaffs. I think they get a little bit frustrated sometimes when people just refer to them as a gaff manufacturer. They do do a fair bit more than that. You're going to talk about their compact fishing pliers. Their pliers are amazing. Now, I've used – I've just I bought a set. It was actually up in um, uh, near Richardson Marine, Scotty Gray's old shop, fishing tackle um, – the tackle shack. I was up there, and I needed a new set of pliers because I left mine at home, and um, I bought these Black Magic Tackle um, compact fishing pliers here, and I bought the blue colour, if anyone wants to know the colour I bought. But you can get different colours, black, grey, whatever they are, but they are really, really handy. Now, the reason that they are handy is because – 
they're not just one purpose. They aren't just your standard pliers. If anything, to be honest with you, they're actually not your traditional pliers to pull hooks out of fish's mouth. They're a tool to assist in your fishing terminal tackle. And yep. what I mean by that because is... Because if you wanted something to pull, you're better off going with your, your long nose set of yeah, pliers. something yep. like that. Yep. So anything with it... But that's not what they're made to do. They're not yep. made for that. They're made for cutting, um, split rings, and more cutting. So basically what I mean by this is when you're crimping gear, so crimping, crimping for bluefin tuna, uh, we're making up rigs. Um, and we're running the uh, green armor guard, I guess you could call it, and it's the wire that um, you then attach your snap swivel onto to attach your leader for your lure. Yep. That's made out of wire. Your normal cutters on your crimping tools just don't... They do work, at, They do work, but I don't like to use them too often because you, you can wreck it, yep. where these pliers have actually got wire cutters in them. So they actually cut through the wire with ease. You're not going to wreck your other $200 tool, which is your crimping tool. So that there is one reason. Another reason is... Um, Braid. Thing, a lot of things, I'll say things because there's numerous tools that are made to do it, struggle to cut through braid. It's a nightmare. It, it can yep. be a nightmare, especially when the braid's loose. So if you tie a knot, Pat, and you've got your tag coming off the side and you get scissors and you start cutting it and the scissors fold and the braid basically folds with the scissor. So these tools are that... Got Which is the, great because it means your braid is not going to break you know, <laughs> in a fish's <laughs> mouth, but it can be challenging to deal with. Yeah, and so these tools are, are so sharp and are, they're, well, they're that sharp that they cut through the braid when they're loose. So they're just designed properly to cut through the right braid. Also, something that we have also... The reason I've taken them up north for us is the upgrading of our hooks. Now, this is really important. It is because we're going from, well, you know, let's be fair, some of the fish that were sort of chasing in Victoria, some of the, the salmon, they're not exactly sort of yep. 15 kilo Spanish max. Exactly. Or, and or, or golden or GTs. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> so basically what we're doing is these have split ring, um, split, they're split ring plies. Yep. So at the end of them, they open and uh, assist you to opening split rings. And do you know how much of a pain in the butt it is to open split rings with a knife or keys or other hooks trying to open them. It just doesn't work. The tool I couldn't talk more about is having that there. It's literally clip, turn it, and then you take your trebles off. We will be taking trebles off. The reason for this, um, it's going to assist us not only in our handling of the fish. We're doing a bit of camera work, Pat, obviously. Yep. Trebles make a mess. They can ruin the fish's mouth because there's three hooks gone into the side of a fish's mouth. And not only can it ruin the side of the fish's mouth, if you hook down deep, it's near impossible to get them out. You're basically ripping them out, killing the fish. So we're going to be upgrading to J-hooks. Another reason is the trebles that most lures come with don't tend to be to the standard that we need to land that 15 kilo Spanish. So, Or the pressure that GTs will put on your gear, exactly. which is just about as strong as any fish possibly can. Exactly. So we're going to be upgrading our hook sizes for one, not only for um, better hookup rates, Not another reason is not to straighten hooks. Another reason to run single hooks is uh, better hookup on the fish itself, as in for releasing, because we're not, let's be honest, we're not up there, we're going to keep a couple of fish, but... We're more up there to have a good time, catch some awesome fish and get some cool photos. Yep. So we want to release these fish. and that's Especially just- beautiful barra. That's the last yep. thing you want to do is destroy their faces. Exactly. So we're going to upgrade as much as we possibly can and look after these fish. And if you're heading down the coast right now, something really big in Victoria and into South Australia is the barrel bluefin tuna. If you're casting stick baits at them, let's, um, let's upgrade the hook, uh, run your single, don't run the trebles, and you'll have more chance of landing a nice big 120 kilo bluefin tuna. That was Red's review talking compact fishing pliers from Black Magic Tackle. If you want more info on today's review, blackmagictackle.com.
facebook.com for all that. If you've got a review, make sure you send it in to us at Real Adventures Facebook. If you've got a review that you'd like us to do, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Real Adventures Show. This is Real Adventures. Plenty more after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Ensure your boat or jet ski with Club Marine. Call or search Club Marine to find out more. Ask for a PDS to see if this insurance is right for you. It's time for Red's tip for new age caravans. Spring into summer sale is on now. Redmond, your tip for the weekend before we wrap things up. Something I always harp about, and this was your idea, so I'll give you a little bit of credit. I won't take it all, but uh, something I always do is um, use Navionics or the Garmin Active Captain app. Now, well, how this came about, because I gave you the... We caught it for lunch the other day. I said, we've got to nail cans. And we don't really have too many contacts there, so we thought... well. Well, you thought the first thing you did was get straight on your phone, straight mm. onto Navionics, and without even seeing it or mentioning anything, you just started scrolling through it all, looking for well, what was it? Points of interest? Yeah, in just contours and headlands and islands. And and you do you do my nuts in sometimes with I how re- often you talk about Navionics? I'm like, yes, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. But as soon as I mentioned cans, you went straight into it, and it got me thinking. You do pretty well on the fishing ground, so maybe there's something to it. That's the, the reason just why. just gives you the head start and the look at what you're going to be looking at when you're there, already in front of you, without being there. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of this. I've already found a reef there. It's not far away from where we're fishing, and it's called the Great Barrier Reef. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's um, Easy. all the islands around it, like inside of that where we're fishing, it's crazy, Pat, what we get to see. And I can look at it now going, look at the pinnacles here. This is going to be pushing up there. There's water here. And I've obviously got the Rip Charts app too, Pat, which uh, I've never talked highly of. It's it's It shows you the ocean currents. So we're going to be doing a little bit of marlin stuff. Like Obviously, there's Fitzroy Island there, so we're going to go at the back there and just give the, the grounds a bit of a look around. Hinchinbrook as well. We're pushing down that way. As we head south, yep. So rather than just going somewhere totally off-handed. And I remember the last time that we, as a family, travelled up to Cairns in 2001, it was. Literally, we just went out there and just started looking around. We had an old Eagle Ray Lawrence, <laughs> like black and white. All it did was tell the depth, and it mightn't have even been accurate but <laughs> with that. Whereas now, like you said, you can look for the contour yep. lines with, with, with great sound as you have now. It's going to give you a really good chance of putting yourself in the right position. And when you're on holidays, you don't want to waste time, especially when you know the missus gives you time to go out in the boat. You want to make sure you go out there and nail a few fish. Well, I think another important factor to our fishing up there is going to be our quick draw contours um, on the Garmin units, on both the units we've got. That there is going to catch us fish. Now, the reason for that is when we're motoring around and trolling around, we're going to be able to not only see fish down there on the sonar, but the mapping of it, the quick draw contour mapping, what it does, it draws the map underneath us. So what I've looked at on Avionics has given me an idea um, of where I want to be. Yep. But... It's not accurate to the meter. Where this mapping system translate maps onto your active onto your um, Garmin unit and Active Captain, which is an app on your phone for Garmin. And seriously, the mapping we're going to have is going to show us all the pinnacles and tide and pinnacles. What that means is bait and reef structure and life. So it's going to push bait up, and that's where your pelagics are going to sit. So your queenies, um, anything you're going to cast through, even your Spanish mackerel, when you find things like that, it's going to hold fish. Now, um, being fortunate enough to talk to a couple of people, like you said, we haven't got a huge amount of contacts well, there. Well, you just said you were going through just off the top of your I head. I was, but yeah. now I've got marks that... No. <laughs> <laughs> GPS. Oh, I just got GPS. There's a salt guide up there too that just gives it all to you. But no, it's one of those things that it's... Um, 
yeah, use your technology, what you've got. We've used it and we'll be using it. I'm tipping the plane flight there will be a long Navionic session. So I think it's, what is it, about three hours for us? Yeah, five and a half. That, is it really? That was oh, Red's tip for New Age Caravan Spring into Summer Sale. Now on, visit your local dealership for more details. Unfortunately, yeah, it is. So, how, how far away did you think it was? I think it was about three and a half hours. I'm actually going to Noosa beforehand for a wedding. I'm Byron for and a wedding. And we thought, oh, you know, Kansas will only be sort of 40 minutes an hour north. She's two and a half hours with two kids. <laughs> I've got one kid, but it's just in Kari's belly, so that's all right. <laughs> that's a disaster. <laughs> Good luck now, with that one. Redmond, you're, you're taking the flying gaff for this week because Ooh, right um, off the back of a few different incidences around the country that we've seen with the Coast Guard and, and safety officers having to go out in some pretty torrid conditions to, to rescue boaters that have broken down. Your gaff this week is more of a, uh, a warning gaff. Yeah, it's not such a gaff. It's more of a uh, be a bit smarter about it because um, what I mean by this is I do put myself out in rough conditions. Uh, I trust my boat. I trust um, my engine, my Honda engine at the back, and that's sort of what pushes. That's your most crucial part is your engine. Now, if you don't, have it regularly serviced and use it. And what I mean by using it, this is your boat, but using it is the best thing you can do um, for an engine. It just, it, everything keeps moving along, whether it's your batteries right through the engine itself. That's the problem that I had with the That's your problem with your other one. It didn't work because <laughs> you didn't use it. <laughs> the key was stuck in. But no, it, um, it, um, this coming snapper season, let's be a bit smarter about it because the reason I say this coming snapper season is because there's tens of thousands of people that are going to chase these fish Port Phillip Bay gets very, very rough, especially on the southwesterly at the top end of the bay. It gets nasty. If your your engine breaks down, you've got Coast Guard and police officers that have to come and help you. So just let's do a couple of things to avoid it. If an accident happens, it happens. But if you are fishing in a bit rough conditions, be mindful that let's get the boat checked. Let's get anything maintenance needed. Let's get it done. Also, fish to your experience as well. Don't get lost out there. Fish to your experience because Bob and John and Matt and a couple of charter boats went out. Don't follow them because they know what they're doing. They do it every day. They can catch fish in 25 knot winds. Be mindful. Let's look after our search and rescuers, especially the police guys um, and Coast Guard and the guys that work on the water every day because they've got a family to go home to and, yeah, catch some fish and be safe. Well said. That was the flying gaff, warning gaff. This has been <laughs> Real Adventures. It's time to go fishing. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.